Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Explicit Measures podcast with Tommy, Seth, and Mike. Hello, everyone. How's it going? Hello. Happy Tuesday. Happy, happy. It is a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I'm it telling you indeed. what, these even numbers on Tuesdays are still throwing me off and it's bugging the heck what do out we, of me. What, what do we need to do to correct that? I, we, oh, need a, we need oh we need we need a bonus episode. episode. We need, we need a, bonus a bonus episode. episode. That's Bone. what we need. All right. Bonus episode. What the, what the, hey, uh for all of you in the chat, what what sort of bonus episode would you like yeah. to see? Mm-hmm. What, what would be a good what would be Give a good Wednesday at noon throw, kind of question? Yeah, throw throw it out into the episode ether of the Explicit Measures podcast. We'll have to go watch this video again because that that topic we'll catch later. Just because we're not watching this one live. This is a recorded episode. And (laughs) we're recording this one. Three of three. Last one, right? Yeah, this is the last one. Yeah. We're we're not gonna record anymore for this one. We've had we've had vacations, people are moving around, stuff's happening. So we decided to get these out of the way early. However, what I would say though is um this episode just occurred after we put children down for bed. Mm. And I think I, I think in all the let me say it this way. We spend a lot of time talking about data and things and people and the process and the technology. You, I, I feel like I'm not the only one who thinks about people and process when it comes to our families. Do you, do you guys do, you do the same thing? Is there, is there a problem? Like, oh, yeah. Hey, there's a behavioral problem happening. Therefore, I think now that I've learned all this stuff in the podcast, I should probably implement a new process. Govern. We need a, We need some governed process. Governance here. strategy. <laughs> Another governance <laughs> strategy on how to get my kids to bed on time. With so so, I'll give you an example of my family. Right, we have had a a behavioral uh, approach uh, inside our our family. We would put everyone down to bed. We had a bedtime. That's what it is. Everyone gets their teeth brushed, and then and you know go to the bathroom. You need to get your water. You're in bed, and then mom and dad walk around each room and say good night. And we'll you know. We'll pray with you and do the good night stories, whatever done. Right. So we would go and Kelly and I, my wife, we would go into our room and just like, okay, we're done. Everyone, the house is shut down. We're, we're exhausted from people at this point. Yeah. And what we hear is doors creaking open, little feet down the hallway. There's noise in the bathroom, feet back in the hallway. And then, and then my wife walks out of the room one time and she goes, What's going on? They're like all in one kid's room. They're like having like a hoopla in one kid's room. We're like, what is going on here? This is not going to happen. And this has like been regularly happening. So we like push them down to bed, get into bed. We're going to bed and they're inevitably getting up. So we've had to instill new processes around. Okay. If I come out here and people are getting out of their bed, someone's getting punished. There's some kind of punishment happening. We're getting technology moved, removed from tomorrow. I'm closing your door and turn off the, like they don't, Everyone loves their door open a little crack. They don't like to have the doors yeah. closed all the way. And if they get out of their room, it's like, I'm going to close your door all the way. And they, they hate that. Can't stand it. So that's been my example of, of trying to like, we're trying to look at some of the behavior pieces here in our family. Do you guys do the same thing? Do you have any kind of similar process oh, yeah. changes you're making? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's where pe- people process technology turns into people process and punishment. Punishment. Right? Like, the PPP. Yeah. <laughs> the PPP. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, for us, we have a similar cadence, right? You, the more routine the kids have at night, the greater, like, we success have of getting them to bed. Yeah. And they're not so easy. Yeah. So it's snuggles, prayers, bedtime, right? Yep. For one. And the other 
is like we're all part of doing Snuggles prayer bedtime, but then there's more, mm-hmm. and then there's more, and then there's more. And one more it's, thing. It's come it's back the, in. I want to talk again. If, one more prayer. Yeah, if one I, more thing. If you, yeah. If you don't, if you don't listen to me the first time, I might ramp it up, and if you don't listen to me that time, I might ramp mm-hmm. it up some more until the whole house. And, and it, it's it's kind of like yeah, where we're, we're uh, exploring different options is, um, hey, we, we do this routine. Here's where the line in the sand starts. And when you start crossing that line, there's no negotiation anymore. We're, we're just going to follow through with things that you're not going to like. And so far, it's been successful, depending on which people have been implementing it, <laughs> the process. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> but yes, yeah. yes, there are. There are what happens in the Italian household? What, what, what goes on in, in the... A lot of yelling, so... <laughs> 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 it's audibly loud until everyone was in bed. So, oh my gosh, that's hilarious! So <laughs> Just like, that's my boy. There's a, there's a lot of threatening things that will never ha- like. Yeah, like if you don't go to bed, I will take your bed from you. Slam. <laughs> oh, that's good. Hey, honestly, though, you gotta remember, like. Think about when your kids were one years old and they would just kind of look at you and start like pushing their plate over just to see what you did. That's yeah. all they're doing and just at a more do. advanced yeah. stage. So it's you just, have it, to understand. On, yeah. On I, I have to remember. Levels, keep pushing they're, the boundaries they, yeah. until, they are trying, until they find the brick wall and then they won't push past that anymore. As we just talked about in our previous the episode, year. they're trying to find their own benchmark. Of yeah. what's acceptable. Oh yeah. And and, and if you here's the thing to your point, Seth, punishment is essential. I'm not saying you know hmm. but yeah, no, because they're level, like right? if I like, do yeah. Imagine my, if my actions have a uh a an equal and positive negative thing that um is going to not make me happy in some right. way, right? My my goal as a parent is a few things, but one of them is making them an acceptable citizen in society. And part of that is it's not okay to bite people, kind of thing. At least with my son, kind of thing. But, yeah. And you need to, oh, and you just don't, yeah. And you you can't tell two year old don't bite, kind of. Yeah, you got a little. You, you do need to tell them that. Them that. You should tell you should tell them that. You just don't need to well, yell. You say about that, that, but you do other things too, like the little pinch kind of thing, and yeah, you let him, you let them know you're serious. But yeah, from the bedtime routine, I mean. I, I there's I they they want songs so there's a few oh, songs yeah. we sing and then they're a little talking kind of thing and it's like okay okay and I'm like and then it's like it's time is you it know? is and, it Italian songs that we sing it's, it's got to be like oh solo mio <laughs> yeah uh, I tried that once but they thanks only Frank Sinatra songs is what you'll sing so we actually and I'm not actually. even making this up they they love New York New York <laughs> of course which, they would which unfortunately. <laughs> riles them up am i still there you're still here he's all my okay okay so and then and then then we slow it down and do like the other like yeah like the little songs that mean something but again depending on the mood that they're in they're going to try to push it then you let them know where the hard stop is yes and they'll say all of a sudden like their stomach hurts or their throat hurts and they're like oh yeah oh yeah and then like what i love is you have to be careful of like how how much information you give them <laughs> it's like, oh, like it's little like, sponges. Like, little sponges. You can't you can't say and the line is drawn unless you really like unless you have an emergency. 
unless you need really we'll need mom and dad for an emergency, then then everything's an emergency, right? Yes, it, it, yes. Like, oh my, oh my stomach hurts. Does it really? I'm like, no, it doesn't. They're just like, oh, oh the coughing begins. Night. Yeah, that worked last night for me. Right? Like, oh my goodness, yes, it's funny. Kids are ever evolving, and it's hilarious how us well, parents I fall keep, out I had, of touch so I had, fast. Of like, I had to like, literally remind myself. <laughs> I have to literally remind myself their brains are still being developed. Mush. Like yeah. it's, it's, they're still working. Like there is, there are cases and there, there, there's no sensor. There's no filter yeah. to what's coming out of them at this point. Like I gotta be, I, I'm an adult and sometimes I expect way too much out of them. I want them to act like an adult would act. And like, why can't you, that's not right. They're, they're just not there yet. So I gotta keep pop. Yeah. So to bring this all back about data, what, what, <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah, let's see the segue here. Let's, let's see the segue. Yeah, right? What punishments for... can we add to our data process to oh, people man. who abuse power? No, let, let's let's stick with the topic until you find. Yeah, a let's one. just to say our topic is today. So. All right, let's just do better transition. We won't add punishments to our our BI practice at this point. So let's uh, we'll move on. All right. So fun intro, fun opener. Uh, we're just getting slap happy now. We're done so many recordings. We're just going crazy. So, anyways, we're we're jumping in now. Topic for today: forty-five minutes into the episode. Thank you for still staying. All three of you who are still here, thank you for staying with us. <laughs> we're gonna get to the real topic. We promise. Today we're talking about DAX for style. Tommy, what does that mean? What what are, what do you what, what's the topic all about here? DAX for style. DAX is calculating yeah. numbers. What are we talking about? Yeah. It's, it's all about your aggregations and your DAX filter context, but there's a whole other side of DAX that I don't know if they initially built it that way, but there's a, a whole other subsection of DAX to use from a dynamic point of view in from a user experience that DAX can be used solely for user experience. And we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Give me some examples. Give yeah. Me, we'll change so, example. So, some of the, some of the usual suspects are your drill through page, having what you drill through into like, Hey, you're looking at these details or conditional formatting. Those are the two huge ones where hmm? you can use DAX or a, a DAX measure to basically say the weighted gradient uh, on a bar chart. Or to show something that's uh, red, green, or uh, you know, good, bad, or neutral. But it can be using either a usual a, a DAX measure you created or something specific for it. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of other things in there, and I think the conversation today is, you know, what are those use cases, and yeah. are they how effective are they, and where is too much? DAX for style, I like it. Uh, we should well, we missed an opportunity. I think we should ask this to the Italians. How, how oh, we should have. Uh, how do you like messing around in, in, this in the frilly? I'm I'm going to apologize right now to Greg Baldini. This is another topic we talked about, but we did not consult you first before he's going to. He, we're going to get it. We're going to get paragraphs. I can see it already. Greg's going to write his paragraphs of bring it, Greg, bring it. Yeah, right. Um, we're we're gonna just, we're gonna like scratch we're gonna we're gonna have like this most simplest basic examples of like where we can use DAX to stylize things and Greg's gonna come up with this amazing stuff that's gonna be like blowing our mind we're like oh we you know where else thought about that nowhere else <laughs> you know where <Yeah>. else <laughs> yeah exactly exactly right all right so so I'm again I'm gonna just I'll throw some things off the top of my head here things that I've seen DAX use to help stylize things uh, one thing I've seen that's very elaborate and this is when the top of mind where it comes from. You can use the HTML visual. There's a custom mm -hmm. visual on the app source area where you can have HTML written that would generate a part of a visual. The HTML visual lets you 
run HTML inside the Power BI desktop. And if you want to add styling or approaches or you know formatting for very specific things, you can write HTML. And I've seen DAX statements create a block of code, a block of HTML that is then used inside a visual. And then as you click on things, the HTML actually adjusts itself and redraws things. So that's one of my first examples. And maybe we should go around the horn here. Maybe we should actually have everyone pick up an idea and like, what's one place that you find it? So that's that's my one for right now. What do you guys think? Have you used it? Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> it's not easy to do that. No. We, I, yeah, I've used it in the past. Maybe you implemented it where I know the use case. <laughs> actually, I, it, does it involve circles? Yes. And a scroll? Yes. Yeah. That was my... <laughs> that was, that was so my maybe I was your... Maybe I was your beta was, version, and you just that, kept on rolling with it. I kept rolling with it. That that so yeah. So it was so. Here's here's the use case example. I needed a card that was scrollable. Like I needed a visual that could have a scroll bar at the bottom part of the card. I was like, how the heck are we can do? That? But yes. there is no standard visual that lets you scroll inside the context of the visual. I mean, the table does. We're not building tables. That's not what I want to build. I want to build. I want to build a graphical thing. So I used the HTML visual. I think it's HTML5 visual or whatever. I think it's, is that what it's called? HTML5 mm -hmm. visual? I used that yeah. visual. I wrote some custom code. And then inside that visual, it now renders the, the HTML that's much longer than the actual visual iframe, the frame of the, the, the visual. So then you get this scrollable interface where you could actually scroll visuals further to the right or to the left. So kind of an interesting little use case there. So how many times have you used that? I've done it probably about three other times doing different so that was one of them i did another html visual where i was building some it was basically taking some images and graphics from a, a table list and trying to parse them together to build like a little it was it's again it's taking like multiple things from a power bi data set urls html piece uh, little images and stuff and trying to do like, like a product catalog kind of thing you want yeah. products to appear so i was doing some more fancy stuff with that Trying to think of the other one. I feel like there was one more that I did. I want to say it was something like a thermometer or some kind of like graphic that I was drawing or, or doing something with like spark lines or SVG something yeah. where the SVG was being built in there and I was rendering the SVG back into the visual. I think actually that's hardcore, I, man. Like that, yeah, uh, I've been, that's, I've been, that's big I've been dev stuff. DAX in, in uh, yeah. such advanced cases. Do you remember what DAX is? <laughs> 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 He's the yeah the, the actor on uh, T um, Dax Shepard Shepard, uh, yeah that actor guy yeah Dax, Dax Data Star Trek what? Uh, <laughs> well no I, I mean I, the yeah. use cases I've probably I've I've done are uh, and not recently but the more generic cases are probably just conditional formatting of cells and in yep. matrix or or tables and then title dynamic title right like when you're Ooh, that's a good one um, yeah, yeah yeah switching switching out um, mm -hmm. measures that you're using in a calculation right that that your titles automatically change along with that yep. would be the probably the two most prevalent use cases i i, I recall yeah no and, and i tell, tell me about your conditional formatting is it were you outputting a number that was being used to conditionally format or were you actually outputting like hex codes that so, you would then use so number like, both Brian, okay, so you'd, you'd produce the number and the hex code along that like typically gotcha. so you're red and green right yeah so, yeah 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 even within bad. their, yeah. even within their icon, right of uh, up, down arrow, or whatever the case may oh, be. Oh yeah, makes sense. And I, I think we're we're all talking about 
the the crux of this is user experience, right? Like another big one too is adding in a link to a web page. Ah, yeah. So okay. we actually we had a really cool one where it is <laughs> like there's a straightforward DAX with this, and there's something I think with the HTML. But at, uh, like what we did was we had a a report that basically linked to a product catalog that was built in Power Apps. Yep. Which you then can configure is so any user, if they wanted to edit that product, could just uh, go right to the Power App, but bring them dynamically to that particular product mm. or that particular item. And uh, that ability, because then you don't have to create a calculated column. It's all based on the selected value, everybody's mm -hmm. best friend. And I think the biggest part of this is enhancing that user experience the titles, that's what I was going to say, Seth, where you wait, can... Wait, wait, yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. You're going too fast. You're going too fast. Slow down, slow down. Too fast, fast. HTML <laughs> or, or... It's late, you, man. You, you, sorry, URL links that you were trying to build. I want to know more about what you're doing in there, right? So yeah. you had an HTML. So I think of an HTML URL. It's quite long. It has a lot of mm -hmm. HTTP. I know there may, be, this, yes. there may be some like doodads inside the... You know, it's complex, right? What were you using to formulate the HTML? Did you have like a skew number that was a column yeah. with skews in it? Exactly. And then you could, and then you made a measure that took that skew and parsed it into another URL. Is that, is, yep. Yeah. So basically, we used variables to get yep. the base URL. Okay. And every product, like every item, had a has the base code. URL. So and then in Power Apps, you or and even you can do this in Dynamics too. Yeah. So. This could be a big systems. problem because yeah. URLs are incredibly difficult to work with. They just take up yeah. a lot of space. They're big yeah. text strings. Mm -hmm. Well, so but but we're talking. You're talking about constructing a URL, right? Yeah. As long as you as long as you have standard formats for how the URLs are created, it's yeah. very oh, easy within an application. Right. Yes. Just insert IDs in the boom, appropriate boom, boom. and we can do it for web images too. Right. Images yeah, yeah, yeah. locate like so. Yep. So those links back into an application are extremely easy to generate, but yeah, right. you bring up a separate thing that actually we talked about and, and we didn't have an opportunity to talk to the Italians is like storage <laughs> storage of That's true. Um, uh, the URL strings that, that don't conform to that, right? Like right. a mm -hmm. URL string in general, ugh, man, my, they're, my they're nightmare nasty. is that one of my guys is solving right now. Yeah. Really? Put that in a variables and that's they basically consume, what we did. Yeah, for for the for the ones that you can construct, but Correct. there's an opposite side of this where it's like if you're if your part of your data set is random URLs that you're ingesting and have to produce. There's a no link pattern for, to them. Yeah, you got. What are you gonna that. do? Yeah, right. Yeah, and I honestly I think for everything there's always a solution, but it's amazing utilize. <laughs> no, well I mean, whoa, yeah, I really? know right. <laughs> Well, no, yeah, but like, I, I'm sure it's going to figure it out because it's you, there's that basic side of just like add a URL and write, but then utilizing all like the variables of DAX, mm -hmm. utilizing the logic of DAX. It's amazing what people have come up with too, um, to kind of say that if and logic. Yeah, yeah, can yeah. Construct for a selected value. Hmm. Well, that's true too. That's another good one. Uh, there's not a really good visual to indicate what the filter context on the report page. Right. So you you kind of can build these more elaborate strings, and I've I've used oh, one where like I, concatenate it, X sure. or something yeah, like SQL that. SQLBI did that, I think. Is that SQLBI's one? Yeah. On yeah. The page. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and they had they had a what is it filter context dump measure? Didn't they have that one time where they they yeah. basically did a whole? I mean, it's a huge DAX measure. Measure dumps or whatever. Yeah. Measured measured data, filter context dump or something. Yeah. I have to look that one up. That's a googly one. 
that we'll have to look at. But that's kind of interesting to see how like they took a lot of text and parsed it into yeah. a tooltip that you could then use that filter context that would go right into showing people exactly exactly yeah what you're selecting. I think that's another good use case. Uh, another one too is and not widely used, but if you if a lot of people don't even know this exists in the theme or in the visual side. But you obviously have your like your tooltips, right? Where you have like your uh, drill up, drill down. Well, you can enable and you can do this globally in the theme, what's called a help tooltip. So every visual basically has this little question mark. Mm -hmm. And you don't usually you have to actually write manually like what this, you know, is actually showing. But again, you can make that actually dynamic to like a report uh, tooltip. Hmm. So that's a whole. Yeah. And it's actually real. Help, help me understand more yeah. what's going on there. So you have a, a DAC measure. Are you the help icon? is dynamic is it what you select in the report so the help, icon, the help icon goes to a report page tooltip so oh, you hover yeah yes and got the, it and then okay. that has uh, all the selected values the dax things so he's saying hey this and it was basically a dynamic way to try to show the definition like you're looking at total sales so based on the filter context of that visual oh. and then it would say like if total sales is selected or however hmm. we, we filter wait a minute it out. yeah wait yeah. a minute can you use, oh man, I'm blowing my mind right now by you saying that. Can we make a tooltip that has the natural language DAX on it? The natural language DAX? Isn't there, isn't there like a natural language oh, visual? Like the Q&A like you mean? The Q or the narrative? The narrative visual, or maybe it's the narrative what I'm thinking of. Isn't, isn't there like a natural language, like it just writes the text of what's the filter context of what those data fields are on the- I know the, what you mean. You know what I'm talking I about? Yeah. Does that work? I haven't tried it. I've never but... tried this. That would be pretty we're about slick. to, so yeah, right. <laughs> All right, podcast done. Uh we're gonna yeah. go we're gonna go build talk some amongst stuff. yourself you for a sec. Yeah. Yeah, we, so, we're gonna need about 10 minutes well, to figure this one out. I, I but that would be cool. Because yeah, you could have the in, like you could have the info button on every visual and it says year to date sales went up 10%, da 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 da. Whatever the things it says. Right. Well, the biggest part of all of this with the DAX, and and I do want to ask this question, it's all about the user experience and helping the user out, whether it's the conditional formatting, the URL with the hyperlink or the dynamic text. Uh, how effective are they? Like, are they for, for a Power BI developer? Is there a minimum value that should they should know if mm. you're interview, like from the interview side? Like if I, you say you're a Power BI pro, all right, so what should you know and how to implement from a minimum? All right, here, I got yeah. it. I know the answer to this one. Oh boy. As soon as someone that you're interviewing, you give them a Power BI report and say, all right, go download the HTML visual and make me, <laughs> make, make me oh a visual. Can you give me a scrolling bar? Yeah. I need a scrolling visual. Please go have that. I'll be back in 30 minutes. I expect it to be done. I expect it. And if they can do that, hire them. In a heart, in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would too. So you're saying you should have only charged me thirty minutes of time to figure that out? <laughs> exactly. Should have been easy peasy. You should have that on in the bag. I, yeah. But the, but that's 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 right. What is the threshold on these things? So I would probably rank these based on what we've talked about so far. What where of these options provides the maximum amount of visual value? for each of these features right okay html visual writing custom html in a measure interesting cool maybe has some special use case if you're producing a very highly stylized report 
not really required. I think in most in most report use cases. However, the one I'm looking at here that's that to me rings a bell is showing colors, the dynamic color formatting. It's red, it's green, the background's good or bad. We're, we're providing a gradient or a color range across things. To me, that one sounds like a very valuable thing. And I think of all these items that we've talked about so far, I think that brings the most bang for its buck. Ironically get, enough, I'll be going through interviews again. <laughs> I have an opening on my team. Oh, I think, nice. I think what's more interesting is not necessarily like asking about specific stylistic <laughs> ways you can use DAX, but what are the ones that you know, right? So like, of mm -hmm. course, I'm creating a measure and you can create specific measures for a specific visual. Does that mean it's DAX for style? Mm -hmm. Right, not necessarily. Right, it's the it's the mm -hmm. metric within mm -hmm. there. We're talking about like the ancillary outside of things like title, conditional formatting, yes, etc. But at the same time, I could you argue that like a summarized table or bucketing things and you know creating things specifically in a rolled up fashion for a particular visual falls into that category? I don't know. Hmm. Either way, would I expect that if I asked someone in in an interview? describe for me some of the ways you can use DAX for styling a, a visual. Would I expect them to say conditional formatting, title, like, you know, whatever? Yeah. I mean, at the base level, I would expect them to be able to understand like, yeah, that's a feature you can do depending on their level of expertise, right? Because it's not necessary. like to me, a lot of implementations may not be like, you can't just pull that out of the hat in an interview. But if you know it's possible, then you're much further along than somebody who's just like, they, they'd look at a requirement and get stuck for three days because they have no idea that it's actually a feature that they can implement. Another one that I would, I agree with you, Seth, there on that one. And another, as, you're, as you were talking about that, what are the basics I should, I should have someone know about? I think another one here is, if you showed someone, a person you're interviewing, if you show them a report where you calculated a measure that returned a blank value, some of this column. And then you select something in the data model that hot that that is that has a blank that returns a blank value. In that card, in the KPI card, you see the word blank appear. Right? Being able to build a DAX statement that is able to protect against blanks, I think is very valuable as well, especially when you're talking about KPI metrics or KPI cards. So I, I a lot of reports that I do. I use, and this is, this is one of the techniques I like to use, I use DAX generator. I use DAX generator to build common patterns of DAX for me so I don't have to keep rebuilding these things over and over again. And one of them okay. is taking a measure and wrapping it in an if statement, if blank, write this value. Write down, you know, write down a, a, uh, you know, a text string that says you know, dash dash or zero or, or, or NA, some other indicator that just doesn't say blank. Because I can't stand reports when someone has nothing selected. There's a whole bunch of words that say blank all over the page. It looks looks horrible. So that's part of your minimum requirements of any report, not just from the skill point of view, but of any report being 100%. developed, you have to have that. I mean, I think this is a pattern that I, I'm using, again, almost on every report now. Whenever we're having KPI cards, I don't want them to show the word blank anymore. For any filter, right? For any filter context there. Whatever you, I mean, again, I don't know what people are going to click in the report. And especially when I'm, I'm, I work a lot on projects where reports are being built in an application and that application is going to clients 
right? It, the, maybe there's a bit more stress <laughs> yeah, on me. Yeah. On, on blank me. works real well in those. those <laughs> yeah, times, they're like right? something's wrong. It says blank. Like, but you can't have that showing up. I don't know. What are your thoughts? There's an overhead to that, though. It, yes, it, from a calculation standpoint. Well, I don't think I think what I have I think what I've aligned on is when I need stylized measures like that, particularly when I'm trying to hide the blank values. I don't want to make a table and use that measure in that table. That measure is designed for a KPI card. It's calculating a single value. Yeah. I don't want to calculate it for a hundred thousand rows of a data table because that will blow up your data model and you'll get the message out of memory. Can't do it. That is interesting what the what the um the cache is on that on mm -hmm. that measure that you're doing. Uh and I think that you're kind of going to a, not a, a different point from what we talked what I was thinking of style is I think a lot of times too and I think uh who what's his name uh Bernard Arguello has done some really great articles on this too is on tables depending on what to display not just conditional formatting or text. Mm -hmm. But I think another part, another part of this too is the data that is actually returned. Where if you're doing like to your point, Seth, like uh, a measure roll up, right? Or you're displaying text on the field. If certain things are selected, what should be displayed from a user experience? And I, I think that I don't want to say that that's not hugely impactful, but it's a neat thing to do. But I, I think that's more scenario based, not necessarily like a global thing that you should develop in your reports. I mean, I mean, what's what's the risk to some of these things, right? I mean, if I'm thinking about like how, if I'm if I'm auto injecting DAX into a, and well, so here, here, let me let me let me say it this way. I think more people would be apt to use these stylized DAX features if they were easier to produce inside a report. Let me say, and like what I mean by that is, if you have, if the, if all of these things lived in quick measures, and I could just click, 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 boom, measures created, it works for me. Or select these five measures and create one new measure on top of all, like for each one, create them fast. Tabular editor, maybe for example, right? Building patterns around that. To me, I'm looking at it going, well, then these measures aren't like the pattern. All you have to do is establish the pattern once and reuse the code over and over and over again. There's no reason why that couldn't be like. Here's the here's the seven patterns that we found that work well for us in our reports. Oh yeah, I got macros and macros for day and tabular editor. That's what I'm selected. saying though. Yeah, but you don't you but you've gotten to the point right now as a developer where you don't even write that you're not writing the basic DAX anymore. And I get lazy so much so that I'm like, oh man, I gotta go get to. I mean, I don't want to write this. I go make I I spend more time writing the template to make the DAX. Than to write the actual DAX because it, yeah. because once I get it one done once I can just repeatedly well, copy paste that thing in like so yeah. one after another. Let's establish the minimum then. Like if for any for a given report, whether it is in, in an embedded scenario, okay, or it's you know again from an internal like in in the service. Tell me your minimum things that you should do from a stock, if any, uh, from a DAX point of view that you should really consider or have baked in into your report me my my minimum protecting against zeros protecting against blanks that's my minimum you got to be able to do that and i would say my other minimum would be got to know how to do conditional formatting with dax measures either entering a number or entering a uh, uh like well, a right. 
switchy switch statement where I'm picking colors. To me, those would be my minimums. How about you, Seth? Not minimum for skill, minimum for like if you were to say globally for every report, your every report that you create, would that be part of each report? I would I mean the blanks, yes. The blanks, yes. Conditional formatting, I don't think that would be in every so if I'm th- I'm thinking about the mindset of model and thin report. Okay. I would put the protected DAX statements in text form in a folder in the main model, potentially. I think I would seriously consider that because I use it so often. The conditional formatting for coloring, I don't think I would put that in the in the model. I might put that in a thin report. Because if it's a thin report, then maybe we won't use it in every single... That's more circumstantial. What do you guys think? What do you think, Seth? I think think all these are circumstantial, right? Like, like for style, it's going to depend on whether or not you're you're applying some of those principles to a particular visual or there's a need for it. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're going to use them every single... I can't say I would... I used any of stylistic DAX patterns or conditional formatting in every single report I've used. Like it, there's to me, there's no standard way, standard implementation that I'm going to do in every single report all the time. I, I would say if you're using a drill, yeah, I think obviously there's not one thing that you should do for each one, mm. but there's a base of like any drill through page that we have is using DAX. It's that's a requirement to me where you need to have as the dynamic title on what the details are. And if someone gets to that page somehow, without the the right filtering then it says like multiple you know multiple things selected or all you know please go back and select i would say it's uh, a good best practice but i don't think every report contains drill through right i'm saying if so i think what seth's point through, is sure. i think seth's point is if it's on every single report then i consider it a standard i mean what i de- sure. what okay. i described mm, it's probably like on 90 percent of my reports or yeah you know 90 percent of my reports have kpi cards which i probably want to protect against having blanks Okay. So like sure. the likelihood of my scenario might be a bit more common. Tommy, your scenario is like, yeah, how many reports have drill throughs? Probably not 90%, but maybe okay. like yeah. 75-60%. So like less common maybe than some of these other scenarios. Right. So, so like, let, yeah. But I guess as I, as I, I get your point. Do, as I often do, let me rephrase. What are those oh. DAX style de- <laughs> That's another uh, shirt. That's another shirt. Excuse me, let me rephrase. <laughs> let, me, yeah. let me rephrase. What what are those DAX style dependencies on depending what you're doing? So, like for example, if you're doing KPI cards, you have that you're always oh, doing yeah. that. If I have drill through, it's you're doing always that. Kind of, yes. Yeah. I so would that's, agree. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Depending, yeah. For those normal things. Given a doing, design scenario. Yes. What's your normal? What's what's the baseline for my DAX styling? Seth. It all hinges on you. No pressure. And the question. Like, <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you trying I don't understand to ask? The question. Mike, so, can you filter so... for me? <laughs> bring, bring it home for me, man. Seth doesn't understand the filter context. We got we to give him some more filter yeah, context. Exactly. <laughs> Quick, get Doc Studio. <laughs> I need to. Okay, Seth, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reduce the cardinality here for you. Okay, all right. Yeah, please, please all right how many that. more jokes Norm- can we do? Me, no, no, I script for this yet. Okay. Dad jokes. Come on. This is great. All right. Dax all right. jokes. Yeah. Da- oh, even better. All right. I think what Tommy is saying is in a certain design scenario, given there's requirements, we're going to use drill through, we're going to have KPI cards. There are certain things that you would definitely want to do or very highly consider that that's part of your process. So like, you know, if you're going to use 
coloring based on you know if there's a specific feature that you're going to dr drill do or if you're use, going to use conditional formatting if you're going to even use like if you're going to conditional format anything right if you're, if that's a feature you're going to use you're going to always use this thing now granted conditional formatting is probably a bad example because it does use dax anyways but it doesn't anyways we'll see do you have any absolute seth is there any things that you would say yes i'd rec i'd highly recommend you know how to do this type of dax styling in this kind of scenario i still don't understand the question <laughs> sure yeah i highly <laughs> recommend that like in everything that you do like if you have to go through and do something like derive uh, a, a title that dynamically changes with measures that you take that example and throw it into a pattern or a template or a process where somebody can reuse the same code in another report yes maybe i'm still not understanding the question well, but like yes well let's <laughs> for let's all run. of those let's run with the deck if i say run. yes will we just can we just move on can we, can we, can we end the podcast <laughs> the stupid topic <laughs> can you tell this is the third hour we're at it in a row oh <laughs> I hope you guys are laughing as much as we are. I'm enjoying myself <laughs> yeah. thoroughly here on this one. So anyone who's listening, I hope you're enjoying this as well. Yeah. We're not right, usually so... this, this. These episodes usually aren't this good. <laughs> they aren't this when there's good. no substance oh, wow. at all. Speak for yourself, Mike. 20 minutes about this was about how much I yell at my kids. So, yeah. All right. All right. Let me let me completely move on. Because obviously all right. Moving on. Not, not, that had no legs. That had no legs. It had no legs. How, truly with whatever you utilize with this, how much impact does this have? Can this make not necessarily make or break a report, but can this really make that marginal effort from what we talked about with making visual confusing to cognitive load? Can this be mm -hmm. highly effective or? Uh, oh yeah. Um, okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent agree. Oh yeah. yeah. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more. No, great. I, well, you, you think you think about what like even these examples that we're doing, and I keep going back to them because I've used them, right? The dynamic title, right? Like something changes, I select it, and then oh, the title changes. That makes more sense. Why the visual, like the visual changed, but so did the text saying like, "Hey, you're now looking at this measure, right? It's a total sales. Now it's the average, right? Like so, you're reinforcing what somebody's seeing in the visual in that context. In conditional formatting, right? highlighting a cell right in yeah or i get red, that request like a lot instant help right yes like now you're drawing my attention to the area that is most useful for useful to me dynamically as i rip through filters and do all these other changes and like yeah that's that's that speeds up me deriving insights from the visual that you're presenting so in both those cases right a little mm -hmm. bit more behind the scenes work absolutely reinforces the I'm going to make this as simple as possible in a presentable way that you can easily digest this information more so than you just looking at a table that's black and white. So I would say, yeah, hundred percent. There's, there's many different ways. This simple, the complexity of adding the DAX behind the scenes simplifies the user experience. I think, I think for me, the most requested feature I get around anything conditional formatting for DAX is by far conditional formatting by color red or green or red and blue or some kind of like two contrasting colors that tells me when something's good and when something's bad right and i think i think that's another key indicator of good reporting when you can use color to visually indicate 
things are I need to pay attention to it or I don't. That that is that is a strong emotion, I guess, that we're we're we're, we're playing with or we're using mm-hmm. utilizing when we build those kind of reports with those kind of features in them. So that would be one no, I would say. I, I think the color part's really underrated, especially with I don't know when they added this to uh visuals, but if you add a conditional formatting to like a bar chart. Uh, it will actually the legend recently. will actually yeah pretty recently yeah. Yeah. will actually months, show you sure. <clears throat> the like gradient ranges yeah which is I mean from a context point of view huge and I I, I think there's obviously you don't want to add it to every visual because then it's just too much load but for what you're really Agreed. trying to highlight I that is I think one of the more underrated uh, techniques that we can do from a visual point of view. I'd agree with that one. Now, the title one is interesting because I I went down a lot. Like when this first came out, I remember like I'm gonna add this to every visual on every report because this is so awesome that you can say what measure and what's being filtered kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is. However, you run into the problem very early when if you have five visuals and like one's country, one's product, five all, measures. All of a sudden, or yeah, like and for, do you have to do it for every title? Do you have to create a measure for every title? What if there's multiple fields yeah. on that? Vi- so I think there is a point. Why doesn't the visual just do? To me, this is a prime example of the in-visual calculation that should be running. The visual itself should be, you should be able to tick a button that says, what do you want to show? Like auto plug in variables and just it's, choose? Yeah, no, it, it are, the, 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 the doggone visual is already smart enough to know that you've selected, like the visual is already showing all the data in the visual. Why not make a toggle option? Ideas.pyre.com. Here we go again. Um, you know, uh, you you can you can literally make click a bar in a chart, and it immediately says, you know, you selected, enter number here. You you know, the value of that thing is this number. Like you could literally have it format in the in the bar chart exactly as you wanted to without having to write any. That to me is the, the it, it's a it's a measure management nightmare. I don't I don't want to write. Right. For every visual on every report page, I don't want to write a single measure for all that. It should just work. I don't. This one, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push back because think about the context of if you're drilled down, if you're looking at like what if I selected a certain country on one visual, am I saying now like you know sales by that one country selected? If I'm drilled down, am I looking at this like the states? I think there's a lot of there's but a lot a minute, of ways that yeah yeah if you're you're talking about drill down in a single visual right so but right but that would also affect the other visuals yeah but I'm I'm talking about I'm changing the reason I'm making the title change is for the one bar chart to tell me in the line what I selected in that bar chart you selected the but country the other called USA are affected yeah so are you gonna write is every other visual on the page getting the you this is showing USA data. I, I don't know because, but if you have this auto populated, how would you know what to show and what not to show? I mean, it's not my problem. Microsoft engineers <laughs> are smart. They got to figure it out. Like I'm just, <laughs> I'm the ideas guy. I don't care about right. execution. That's somebody else's problem. Right. It no, should no, just I, be easier. But then, but I, Tommy, for your, for your argument, I wouldn't want to put in every chart, you selected the state of the country of USA because that's now that's wasteful. Because yeah. now you're saying the same thing five times on every single visual. That doesn't make sense. You would, you would, if you're going to do that, you would move that information up to a card or some other place on the report page. That no matter which vis- which visual you select, it'd only be in one spot. So to, yeah. I don't feel like I don't feel like I would do that. 
Yeah. I don't feel like that would be something I would design for. Yeah. I, I think there's a, there's a point to where it gets to the bloat, but to me, like, I think the foundation here that we've all established is help like from the very basic is the conditional formatting and what context that provides. And for me, that other side is the call it the helper text, right? Where if you, I, I see myself more and more now, if I have a drill through page, I have a button for that drill through page. I'm not relying on that user to uh, right click on something to understand that. And I have that as another measure saying, hey, click on this, you know, click on the thing right above this, you dummy, to go to the drill through page. And then that says, learn more about whatever country you select. Yeah. yeah. Do this or Tommy's going to come yell at you, you dummy. <laughs> you dummy. <laughs> I just, I, for a brief moment in time, I really enjoyed the fact that you guys were arguing with each other. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think we were. Well, we hey, that was, I'm was sorry. That at was least a, disagreeing. Was that a, was that a, was it, that it didn't meet our, Seth, it didn't meet our standards, but like, Dang so. <laughs> yeah, Seth, Seth sits up straight. When he's arguing with Tommy and gets really into the microphone and really just, no, <laughs> he's really he's really pissed. I'm not. I'm passionate. <laughs> so a, he's a passionate. I'm not angry. Individual. I'm not angry about it. I just I'm have just, an opinion. I just change, highly disagree. Change my mind. Change my mind. No, order. change my mind. <laughs> Visual headers right. that dynamically change. Change my mind. Clearly. Is there, there, is there anything amazing. else that we can think of? Is there any other DAX-related styling things that we can think of? I can only think of one more that I can think of. Using the star ratings. I just saw Ooh, someone blog right, about yeah. this on the LinkedIn talking about making different stars that you could have a star rating. Or, so it's, it's, like a, it's like a... You have products, right? It's, it's like Amazon, right? You get a star rating, one, two, three, four, five, whatever that number is, right? And you want to indicate in the table or on a chart or somewhere, based on a number from one to five, what's the star rating? And visually, visually show stars that are either colored or something like that. How do you do or that? Half, or half stars. Or half or stars or moons or like whatever, whatever the little icon or image is doing that as well. I think that's another DAX thing that you can go build where you can actually have people build out a... Um, bar car or a var variable character or whatever whatever that's called. But you can do a var car. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can do with that. Yeah, I've seen a, a one from um, Chris Webb. I saw another one last mm -hmm. week from somebody Nikolai, I think is maybe what's his name. He was also doing the same thing. So that's another one where I could say another example that might be used. But again, I don't ever really use it. It's not very common. Anything else? Final thoughts. Dax. Dax. Final thoughts. Dax. <laughs> Love it. I dig it. Well, gentlemen, uh, for everyone who's listening, or if you're still with us, thank you very much. I hope you had a fun time with us. Uh, we talked about Dax and styling. Not sure why we did, but it's been a fun topic. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, do do pretty things. Uh, we'll, we'll leave with that thought. Uh, if you like this podcast, if you enjoyed the conversation and the talk here, we'd really appreciate it if you give us a like, uh, hit the bell, subscribe if you don't mind. And if you if you liked it so much, uh, please share it over social media as we really appreciate the positive feedback and it helps other people learn and discover the podcast as well. Tommy, where else can you find the podcast? You can find it anywhere it's avail available, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, uh, wherever the other things are. Make sure to subscribe so you can find all the things going on. And uh, yeah, guys, thanks for listening to all these recordings. For those who are audio, we have no idea what we're talking about live. Don't worry about it. 
We'll see you next uh, next week. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Get us out of here. See Get ya. Out. All right, bye. This is the outro. Here we go. Bye. <laughs>